It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olivia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. With your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome into the Bottom Line News Radio 610 KONA. 547 is the number if you'd like to get involved. The email is 610KONA.com. Bottom line page. Your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say. We're on Twitter at Bottom Line 610. Parlor at the Bottom Line 610. Facebook page, the Bottom Line 610 as well. And the free mobile app available at the Google Play and the Apple Stores. Rob Francis, Ed Dawson with you. How you doing, Ed? Good weekend. Uh, you know, never long enough, right? Well, of course not. Never is long enough. We're going we're gonna to discuss a little bit of my weekend in, in a few minutes. Uh, but first, joining us on the line from Franklin PUD, our good friend Mike Gonzalez. How are you, Mike? Hey, guys. Always great to be with you. And, and I just love your opens. They get me fired up. <laughs> Fantastic. It's good workout music, man. <laughs> it is. I'm, I'm a big fan of your guys anyway. So we appreciate Just side note. <laughs> we appreciate that, and we're fans of yours for keeping the lights on at Franklin County, my man. Um, so let's talk a little bit because there is, there is a deadline that we're going to discuss. Uh, there is still some CARES money that Franklin PUD has, uh, but time's running out for people to get a hold of it. And this is not for businesses. This is for individuals, correct? That's right, Rob. And Ed. so uh, we came across $500,000, fortunately. So Franklin County, our partners with the county, actually got $500,000 through the federal government. So they uh, shared that with us in the city of Pasco. So, you know, our goal was to administer that really quickly. That, that funding came in right around November 10th. So we had to really make an action plan. So you've got until this Wednesday at 5 o'clock to get that processed or you're going to be out of luck. But but fortunately, you can still get it in today. You can still get it in tomorrow and get it in Wednesday because there's really no provisions on the amount. And, it, again, it is for residential customers. Now, Mike, we know that when it comes to applying for things like this, there, there is a hoop or two to jump through. Uh, what are some of the things that if people are, are thinking about applying to let them know right off the bat, this is, uh, this is what makes you eligible? Um, if you don't meet yeah. some of this, you know, sorry, we're not going to be able to help you. Right. So the first thing that we note is that you have to be affected by COVID in some way. Uh, did you lose wages? Did you lose your job? Um, you know, we're obviously not going to go and, and vet all these things. And the other thing we want you to know, there's no requirements for immigration status. Uh, we're not vetting people. We're not asking if you're a citizen. So you don't have to worry ab- about that element, too. Uh, there's no minimum or maximum. Uh, right now, we're averaging between two and 300 bucks on what a person is able to wipe off their bill. So if you have an outstanding bill right now, we suggest that you get to our offices ASAP. Uh, we'll help you fill out the paperwork if needed. Uh, let me uh, let folks know where it is. Just go to our, our website, franklinped.com. Go to the Programs and Services tab. You're going to find a section that says CARES Funds and Fundos. That's CARES Funds in, in Spanish. And uh, you're going to have to print that out, bring it to our office ASAP, 
and then uh, we'll process it that for you guys. Now, Mike, a couple other things to put out there. I mean, the CARES money, the opportunity to uh, share in what's left of that is fantastic for people in Franklin County. But some other things that people might be wondering, too, considering they're hearing proclamations left and right, uh, the moratorium on shutoffs is continuing as well, correct? That's right. So for um, public utility districts, that's been extended through December 15th. Um, for investor-owned, that has gone all the way through April 21st, and largely that was voluntary on their part. But So regardless of anything, we can't shut you off. But I think the message that we've sent the entire pandemic is we simply don't want you to get into the hole because uh, you, you may find yourself in a position where, gosh, I just can't pay at this point. Uh, our suggestion is always get on the horn, give our service reps a call. We are always willing to make a payment plan because we are a nonprofit. And I think that's something that a lot of people forget about Franklin PUD is we're not an investor owned utility. So we don't have investors that we're adhering to. Um, so our first goal is to help the community out. It sounds like a pitch line, but it's true. I mean, the people that work at Franklin PUD, they, they largely live in Franklin County. Myself, I live in Pasco. I'm a, I'm a Pasco resident. So for us, we're a stakeholder in the process, and these people are our neighbors. So, I mean, when we say that, we don't just say that with a grain of salt. Work with us. Give us a call. We're here for you, and we're going to do everything we can to help you out. Now, there are other ways, too, Mike, as we get into the holidays, we get into the colder weather when uh, the energy in your home is vitally important for multiple reasons, not just warmth for you, but keep pipes from freezing, all kinds of other things. Right. You know, there are people that may not have been affected by COVID that may not qualify for any of this CARES money that still may need help around this time of year. And the Helping Hands program really ramps up at this point in time. Yeah, it sure does. And we're about to go on a campaign to let people know about Helping Hands. So this is a program that's administered through Community Action Connections. That's our partner in PASCO that helps us administer that funding. So you can do it really easily. Just go to franklinpud.com if you're a customer. You log on. You could actually round up your bill, and it's that simple. I mean, even a dollar makes a difference. Uh, you can call 509-547-5591. You can donate directly. Uh, you can also call Community Action Connections. Uh, they're right on 720 West Court Street. Uh, go to their website. It's bfcac.org, or you, you could just Google Community Action Connections, or CAC for short, and uh, really easy. And another thing I want to mention, Rob, is is we just partnered with Columbia Basin Veterans Center. Um, they're right in Pasco, right along A Street in Ainsworth, right along the river there. Uh, they just moved, and uh, we've partnered with them because they actually provide utility assistance to veterans. So what we're doing in the process, we're really helping market them and and putting the information for veterans on to our Facebook platform and and really trying to help them get the message out that there is help for veterans. And and for us, you know, we love supporting veterans, but they also have a a lot of financial support to help veterans and in particular uh, for utilities. So look them up. It's Columbia Basin Veterans Center. And I got to say, they're they're just a great group of guys. Uh, They're going through some new construction right now. Uh, and their outreach initiative is just wonderful. So we're huge advocates for them. So that's yet another avenue that, that you can get help on your utility bill.
That's good to know, Mike. Thanks for passing that along. Now, the deadline for the CARES Act money is this Wednesday, the 25th. If you're a Franklin County resident and you're a Franklin PUD customer, you may be eligible to receive some money from the CARES Fund that Franklin PUD currently has. The deadline is this Wednesday. Where can they go again, Mike, to fill out an application and find out if they're eligible? Okay, again, Rob and Ed, go to franklinpud.com. Hit that Programs and Services tab. Then go to the CARES Fund. uh, Print that out. Um, fill it out, get it to our reps. If for some reason you don't have a printer or anything, come to our offices right on 1411 Court Street. We'll print it out for you. Uh, We'll help you fill it out. We'll get you uh, that money that's still available. There's still $100,000 available. So uh, we want you to be current. We want you to to pay your power bill and, and certainly be warm this winter. Mike Gonzalez with Franklin PUD. Thank you for the time, my friend. Appreciate you getting the word out. And uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, man. Yes, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Keep up the great work. And you guys keep me sane in the afternoon, so, you know, as I'm working from home. So thanks a lot. You got it, Mike. Appreciate it. Take care. Mike Gonzalez with Franklin PUD joining us to pass along the word about the CARES Act money. Still available. If you are a Franklin PUD customer, Find the application at franklinpud.com, Programs and Services tab. It says CARES Funds. Make sure you check it out. Back with more for this. Give us your bottom line. Call 509-547-1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA, 547-1610. If you'd like to get involved, CBD American Shaman right now. It is the holiday season. Black Friday coming a little early to CBD American Shaman across from the Great Elevator on Clearwater and Kennewick. You're thinking about introducing somebody in your life to CBD. Stop by and talk to the experts first. Can't recommend that strong enough. Talk to the experts first. And right now, everything is 30% off in the store. So it's a good way for you or someone you love to start to introduce yourself to the wonders of CBD. 100% all-natural CBD products. Black Friday going on now through the end of the month at CBD American Shaman. 30% off everything right across from the Great Elevator on Clearwater and Kennewick. So, Ed, you know... We, we've. Uh, I want to talk about COVID in a different way. Okay. Right today. All okay. right. Because we look at the numbers. Okay. We look at the numbers, the weekend numbers from Benton and Franklin County and and to small Vesuvius. <laughs> you know, small Vesuvius. About 600 cases. Yeah, about Between the two, between over, two counties. Over the three days. Yeah, 595 between the two counties. Uh, one, uh, one man in Benton County in his 60s with underlying health conditions passed away. There are 43 people in the hospital. Uh, 11.8% of the hospitalization rate in Benton and Franklin counties. Um, here's the thing. I realized not too, well, I shouldn't say not too long ago, but I realized why. And remember for a long time people were complaining about they didn't release they didn't release the negative test numbers. Well, negative test numbers are going to be kind of misleading. And I say that because I've been tested five times. You have been tested. Okay, including the antibody test that we did. Way, oh, yeah. way back in the beginning. Right, right. I've been tested five times. Most recently was Friday. Yes. Okay. Five times I've been tested. Every single time has come back negative. I mean, I, I feel like Nelson oh, at Aguilar. If, I, at least you're consistent. I feel like Nelson Aguilar when he was with the Philadelphia Eagles. Can't catch anything. Um, wow. Seriously. But five times. I've, so that's why they don't give you the negative numbers. 
Okay, they don't give you the negative numbers because you test negative a couple times, it definitely will skew. The same person tests negative five times. But I, I and the reason you get tested is because you find out either you're around somebody or have been exposed to somebody or somebody. It's like a Fabergé Organics commercial. Somebody that you know that they know tested positive, and so now you have to right, right. If you think that you might or you've been exposed to somebody or around somebody, you're supposed to go get tested. So I went over to the uh, rapid testing site on mm-hmm. Friday afternoon before the show. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was actually quicker than I thought it would be. It was about eh, probably about 70 minutes, 75 minutes I waited to get tested. Wow. Uh, it, it was there. I mean, boom. They, they, they do a tremendous job over at that testing site. Very efficient. Extremely efficient. Extremely efficient. And I pull up, and I'm like, okay, how far are you going to stick this thing up my nose? And the guy turns around to me and says, no, you you do this one. I'm like, I do it? Yeah, here, take the end, put it in, rub it around a bunch of times. If you go up too far, if it's uncomfortable, you've gone too far. I'm like, why didn't they tell me that the last three times I got yeah, tested? seriously. Instead of poking my eyeballs and, yeah. and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> swabbing your brain. Yeah. He's like, no, you go around a couple times. Here we go. Put it in and you should get your results in three days. Well, I got my results at 445 this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, my results posted at 445 this morning. I'm looking Saturday, nothing. Awaiting processing. Sunday, Sunday at four o'clock in the afternoon, it went from awaiting processing to awaiting results. And then we awaited the results until quarter to five this morning. When uh, when I got up and checked and uh, figured out how my day was going to go, yeah, and once again negative results. So I I am I am kind of at a at a crossroads with all this right now. Okay, because like I said, five times I've been tested, five times I've not gotten COVID. It's like I couldn't catch this if it was a giant beach ball. I'm almost to the point where I'm like, you know. Just hit me. Just give it to me. Just let me I, 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 get over with. I'm tired of constantly going and getting tested. I'm tired of going. I hear some, one person, oh, well, so-and-so, you might want to go get tested. I might. And then again, I might not. I might not want to go again. I might not want to have something shoved up my nose again. I might not want to go get tested. How's that? Why don't you just let, let me find somebody, let me have a COVID party, sit in a room, then go get tested. Hey, you're positive. All right, let's go through this. Let's find out. Then we could do it. We could do it. Dude, we could do it on the air. I could give the COVID patient journal on the show for however long, 14 days or whatever it is, my symptoms, what am I feeling, how's it hitting me, and I, I mean, be great radio, right? Just turn, we, we could do a public service, but I can't catch this thing Friday. Now, now I'm not trying, I'm not trying, but it, I have been around more people in the last three weeks that have said, well, you might want to go get tested. Well, this person with this person and this person and this person, I'm like, since March, nobody. And all of a sudden in the last three weeks, I, I've lost track of how many people I know that have been exposed to somebody that had COVID, and that's why the test lines are so long. All right, I'm done. You're no, you're gonna... not. You're not done. You're just starting. <laughs> I know this. I know this. I know how this play goes. 
Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? Steve, calling from Pasco. Hi, Steve. What's up? Uh, it's love you guys' show. Thank you. Why in the world would you go get tested? That makes no sense well, to you, me at all. But, Steve, here's why. And, and, and the thing is, and here's why, is because I, we are essential workers, and I can't, here's the one thing I can't do. Maybe this is my morality. Maybe this is my my ethics my 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 true compassion for my fellow man i can't walk into this building around people that i work with and potentially give it to somebody else me i don't care all right and and, and i've said this from the beginning i don't care about me personally but i care about the people i work with and there are people that i work with that have a different opinion of this than i do and I respect the opinion that they have that's different than mine. But I can't come walking into the building that I work with my with, with people that I work with and possibly bring it in here. I can't do that. So I, that's where I draw the line is where they might be impacted and affected. Because I, I can tell you right now, Steve, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I gave it to everybody I worked with. If I didn't take that step to find out if I was... I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I walked into the building and gave 20 people COVID. I'd have a problem with that. And I would ex- I would hope every single one of them would hate me for it afterwards. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. It's Rock from Pasco. What's up, Rock? So speaking of COVID, if I did my uh, calculations right, when you go to there's 7.5 million people in Washington State, and there's only 150 positive cases, and we don't even know if that's just singular cases. That could be somebody got tested, they were positive, and then they had to get tested again. Now they have the antibodies, so they, they consider that a second positive. Or either way, there's only 150 people or 150,000 people, so that's point zero two two five or something like that. And then the people that have died is point zero 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 two five or three five or something like that. You know, so, I mean, it's not even 1% or 3% what it used to be when you called it a pandemic. It had to affect at least 3%. But now they're just like, ah, well, you know, uh, a tenth of a percent or even a hundredth of a percent. And, and it's a pandemic. we got to shut the economy down. That's, that's garbage. I think we need to stand up and say, you know what, we're not going to do it. Well, and there are businesses that are doing it, Rock. There are businesses that are saying that they are not going to close. Um, I would advocate that they do that quietly uh, because we know that L&I is already in the Tri-Cities and has already gone after some businesses that have been very public about their um, reticence to close. So if you do know a business that's staying open, please don't put it on Facebook or Twitter. Just go enjoy them. Tell your friends. But don't put it on social media because it's like sending the, you know, the flies right to the honey. Um, they will find that business. So if you do know one that's staying open, just don't don't tell them. But there's another aspect of this, too, which we found out some interesting information about multiple positive tests. And while Rock laid out some data right there, when you and I both heard about this... Well, it raised our eyebrows wondering how many positive tests are the same person and they're being treated as individual cases 
instead of the same person because cross-referencing isn't exactly high on the COVID-19 priority list. We'll talk about that when we come back. Your calls as well. 547-1610, bottom line, Monday afternoon, short work week. Got an apple cupless Thanksgiving weekend coming your way. Join the show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610, KONA. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A, 547-1610 is the number if you'd like to get involved. You can also hit us up via email, 610K1A.com, bottom line page, name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say. Parlor, bottom line 610, Twitter, the bottom line 610, or Twitter at bottom line 610, excuse me, Facebook. We're on there as well now. Got a page at the bottom line 610. And on the mobile app, free, Google Play and Apple Stores, you're up on the bottom line. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, guys, we're all going to die. Yeah, we are. Yeah, but uh, what's, what is so funny here is that uh, they're, they're uh, saying that we've got this massive increase on COVID-19 cases that are coming out. Yes. Well, well back in March, uh, they didn't even have any tests. They didn't even know what the hell it was. And now they're coming out with these. The tests are... are uh, more of it. You can go to Seven Eleven and get a COVID nineteen test now. Back in March, you couldn't even. Uh, get, you had to get an appointment to go to the hospital to get a test. So there's millions and millions and millions of tests that are available now, as compared to back in March. And now they're saying, "Well, we got a thousand increase uh, in cases between March and now." So uh, use your head. Use common sense. Everybody's dying here around COVID. This is crazy. This is stupid. Thank you for the call. 547-1610 if you would like to get involved. But it leads us to uh, to, to what we were going to mention, which is um, we found out that somebody that we know tested positive for COVID. Neither of us were around this individual. But they got one test. It was positive. They didn't really feel anything. They didn't. They thought maybe it was a false positive. So they went to the supermarket and picked up one of those COVID tests that you could do at home and mail in. Well, that one came up positive too. So the same person took two different COVID tests, and I believe a third, correct? Yes. Then went and, and, and to be got a, safe. Yeah, to be safe, got another COVID test done, which came up positive. So the same person tested three times. All three came up positive. What is the likelihood that all three of those were counted as individual positive cases? Uh, 100%. Because there's no cross referencing. Because all they look at is the information on the sheet. There's no database. There isn't anything that turns around and says, well, John Q. Public got te- lives in Benton County, got tested in Franklin County, and tested positive. John Q. Public bought a test at the supermarket, mailed it in, got the results back positive, 
John Q. Public went to his doctor and tested positive. There's no database. So I don't know if this person that we know lives in Benton County or Franklin County. But that's three cases for one person in one of those counties. Yes. So it's not a true representation of the amount of COVID cases. It is a representation of the amount of positive COVID tests. Okay. Although I think that that particular scenario is not happening widespread. I agree. It does open up the possibility to have a discussion like this. The other the other one is what you talked about in the last segment with you personally have been tested several times all negative and it got me thinking on uh, an, another piece to this puzzle is the reason why they're not the health professionals, uh, health officials are not pushing the negative tests is because how many people have to be tested all the time for the job that they're in? You know, I, daily, weekly, every other week. Think about all the health professionals. Think about uh, people that. You know, their job, you know, they're around people all the time. So they need to be tested, even with masking and social distancing. You know, you think about, you know, TSA people or um, just pick an occupation where you are going to be tested all the time, you know, and there's no getting around it. I mean, you were you've been tested quite a bit, you know, for for somebody who hasn't shown any symptoms? Exactly, but it's, so, but but the, you know it's that whole thing. It's you try. It, so it's that's walking my, that line. The the, the 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 thing is, is that that's why you can't just throw test numbers up there or uh, people. You know the the tests. You know how many tests we've done. You know the the. I know that Governor Inslee is one of the things that he's talked about over and over again. Is the more testing we do, the better handle we have on the on the on the virus? That's not the case. No, it's not. It's not the case. You're you're a case, you're a case study number one in that. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? You're up. All right. Give us a call back five four seven one six ten. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, it's Chris. Hi, Chris. What's up? Hey. Um, the other day, I heard that our hospitals in our area are at 85% capacity, but only 10% of those cases are COVID-related. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. I wonder how that you know, translates across the other regions around here. Appreciate the call. I I know that, um, you know that that, that and that's an excellent um, some you know a point to kind of dissect for a minute. We've we've heard for weeks, you know, we need to push the curve down because of we're putting strain on the hospitals. No doubt the 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 healthcare workers in this area, in this state, undoubtedly have had a hell of a time since since the springtime. No question whatsoever about that. 
But are they being overrun by COVID patients or are they being overrun by other factors? And that's an excellent question. We know that, I mean, we know how many people are hospitalized in the four regional hospitals, that being Trios, Cadillac, Prosser, and Lourdes in, in our area. And it's it fluctuates, but right now it's in the 40s, okay? So 10 to 12 per hospital on average have COVID out of the almost 400 people that are in the hospital already. Now, the reason why that's important is COVID patients do need more equipment. They do need uh, more space, if you will, uh, to quarantine and, and keep away from other other patients. They do need more man hours, you know, uh, doctors, nurses, attendants. So that is, it's it's a real thing. But when you start talking about hospitals being overrun, are they being overrun with COVID patients or are they being overrun by everybody in general because it's cold and flu season, it's COVID. People are having surgeries, all kinds of things going on. For now, they're having surgeries. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? All right. I think we're getting both out. I I think so. Uh, Let's try this line. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, this is Dave in Kennewick. Hi, Dave. What's up? All right, so uh, as far as the the coronas, I like to call it the coronas because that's what my mother-in-law calls it. As far as the coronas goes, the only test numbers that matter are the antibody tests. I worked in a lab up until June, end of June, beginning of July. Nobody in the lab was wearing a mask. We were drawing blood. We were doing all the uh, flu tests, all that. Not one person in the lab at all got coronavirus. In one of the uh, clinics that I was working in, multiple people who had never been tested, they had never done a test, I know because we were the ones handling the test, were declared to be COVID patients without ever testing positive. So the numbers that they've been putting out the whole time are they're jibber-jabber. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it, Dave. 547-1610, if you would like to get involved, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, Danny from Richland. I've got a question. I heard that we went into a shutdown for the next four weeks starting today. Is that true? Uh, a shutdown. Well, well let, let, let's clarify. To explain it. Yeah. Let's clarify. We actually have been in a rolled back um, phase, whatever you want to call it, since the governor had his press conference this uh, last one week from yesterday, it began on Wednesday of last week where uh, restaurants that had indoor dining were supposed to stop doing that. Bars were supposed to close. Movie theaters. Um, all, movie theaters. All indoor right. gatherings. All really. indoor gatherings were supposed to cease. You weren't supposed to have Thanksgiving at your house. Uh, all kinds of stuff like that was supposed to kick in this past Wednesday. For the next four weeks, and actually four weeks uh, was just the governor's way of saying the end of the year because it is widely expected Yes, that when the four weeks passes, he will extend it through the end of 2020. Uh, however, we have seen some businesses that have said, no, we're not shutting down again. Uh, we have seen some other people 
um, spread the word that there are those that are, and it's not just here, it's all over the state. Yeah, there's there, rallies, there, there's, there's yep, pushback. There are businesses in King County that aren't shutting down this time around either. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? And before we get to the call, yes, we technically are in a uh, another modified. state of modified not, not, lack not, of movement. N- well, not completely like in the beginning right. where it was, you know, everybody stay home. But go ahead, caller, you're up on the bottom line. Renee from Prosser. Yes, the hospitals do increase this time of year because people have met their deductibles. And so they want to get surgeries and anything done before the new deductibles hit at the end of the year. Also, they're out of pocket maximums. Bingo. That's uh, that's a big reason. I appreciate you bringing that up. That is, look, that is not the reason, but it is a reason. It Look, this is a puzzle. This, there's many pieces to this. It's not just one thing that certain individuals and entities want to push forward. Um, it, it's it's a complicated situation. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, guys, it's Pat. Hi, Pat. Hey, I was just curious if you guys seen the report that came out on the COVID hospitalizations and the flu shot, and if you'd been able to research that at all. I was reading that they found that people had gotten their flu shots. It was actually less to be in the hospital even at compromised stages and just curious if you guys have seen that uh, i have not seen that uh, I report seen i guess you know uh, again thinking about this logically and and critically no the flu is not the coronavirus it's not covid19 it's not right. the same however there are similarities to parts of it and if it stands to reason that if you've gotten the flu shot, you are going to be protected to some degree against some of the symptoms that also pop up in COVID-19. Does that make sense? I'm not a doctor. I'm not a virologist or anything like that. But look, I've had my I've had my flu shot. If I develop flu like symptoms I you know I'm not, I'm less likely to develop flu-like symptoms because I've had the flu shot. So I am even if I contracted COVID-19, it's not going to present itself as severely necessarily because I've had the flu shot. That's just that's just me being taking a critical look at it. Again, I have no training in this whatsoever, so don't you know, don't uh <laughs> Don't don't take my medical advice at all. Let's go to the phones quickly. We're up against the uh, break. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? It's Bernie from Kennewick. Hi, Bernie. What's up? Well, I've hardly ever been to a tavern, believe it or not. <laughs> but anyway, so when we had the more open things going, boy, i got to get away from that speaker. Um, we, you know, could have had four and five people in a restaurant. So why can't the tavern stay open now when the restaurants, wait, the restaurants aren't serving uh, sit-down service, are they? Correct. Right okay. But when the restaurants were doing four people allowed, the taverns had to be closed. So I don't understand what the difference is. Maybe you could explain that. Well, in a nutshell, Bernie, uh, people that go to bars and taverns, sometimes will find themselves 
within that six foot parameter let's just say well not to mention it all came down to the food service how much food do you serve what kind of food do you serve it had to meet certain criteria so if yeah. you're just if you're just serving beer nuts and pretzels it wasn't quite up to what they were expecting Speak your piece. Call 509-547-1610. More of The Bottom Line, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Back at The Bottom Line, News Radio 610 KONA. Just a couple minutes left. Uh, for those of you that have not heard the or seen the news nationally, uh, President Trump has told the GSA to begin the transition process. General uh, Services Administration. Yes, yes. Um, now, there are some people that may look at that and, and think of it a couple different ways until you find out why the president made this decision. And that's because the news, not in every major media outlet, obviously, because they wouldn't want this to get out, but that the GSA director was getting death threats. Yeah, her name is Emily Murphy, and yeah. she has been... Uh, she recently, it might have been today or yesterday, recently mentioned and took note that not only her, but her family yes. have received death threats yes. for crying out loud. Yes. It's not her call. It was it was the president's call um, to not supply the Biden transition team uh, the necessary resources. So. While some people are going to look at this as, oh, well, Trump's finally waving the white flag and going to acknowledge even the GSA um, documentation says that President-elect Joe Biden is the, quote, apparent winner of the November 3rd election. Trump, in a couple of tweets, uh, not only acknowledged that the GSA could move forward with that, but he did reiterate that his team uh, continues to fight the results of the election, and it is still, in his mind, a contested election, and apparently in the GSA's mind, too. They they threatened her. They threatened her family. They threatened her pets. They threatened everything that this that was close to this woman. Oh, you mean the tolerant people? Are. I, I mean, I mean the, all the Republicans. No, no, no. no. Oh, wait a minute. It wasn't. It wasn't Trump people. It wasn't those violent, nasty, horrible. Racist, fascist, Trump Nazis. people, Forgot Nazis. Nazis. It wasn't the Trump people. No, this no. was this was the tolerant left. Yeah, that threatened her life, her family's life, threatened to kill her pets. Yeah, this this is the woke people. Yeah, these are the these are the people that tell everybody her to get on with it. That tell we'll all of us how we're supposed to think about things. Yeah, and, and and these people were the ones that did it. I know, shocking. I I mean, I. I Wow. The same people who were there to to stand in front and, and boost up so many of their fellow men would give death threats to a woman they don't even know and threaten to kill her pets. And her family. And her and family. Everything. Wow. Everything. So that's that's inspiring, Ed, to know that that these people are are, are out there. So far be it for me to get into the mind of President Trump, which I wouldn't probably wish on most people. I'm going to take a stab at this and say he said, all right, 
this woman's getting death threats. Let's let's we can can we can do both. We can give them the transition stuff they want. We can continue to fight the results of the election. There's no, you know, there's no need for her to be involved negatively. But that would mean he's he's not a fascist or a Nazi. <laughs> 